What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, the NBA is back, but also everyone has COVID, but also everyone doesn't want to play in Orlando. But I still think the NBA is going to happen. We already know Abe doesn't. We will discuss. MLB is officially back. What are the new rules? Who's going to win it all? We will break all of that down. This week's What the Hell Internet graphic goes out to our friend Jay Williams. He posted a fun one talking about the Knicks coaching higher potential and then ranked the top three schoolyard games. And we cap it off with the What the Puck. Thanks to our producer, Andrew Eagleson from Canada. Snapback fam, another episode. Let's get it. Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankle! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? I'll tell you what's on my mind, Jack. I just saw a Snapchat from your girlfriend. Looks like you guys had a very nice little date night. We did. Can you confirm? Okay, good. And I saw the food, and it looked like you had some fire appetizers, and it got me thinking, how much better are appetizers than entrees? Like, I don't understand when you go out with a group of people, why isn't it just a consensus that you just all get the appetizers? Like, if if I'm not splitting apps with you, we're not actually good friends. That's how I would grade a meal. But at the same time, like, I feel like the only reason people order entrees is because, like, it's what you do. It's like, (laughs) it's the norm. But in reality, why don't we change the the stigma? Here's the question. Boycott entrees. But you want one appetizer and one entree. That's a full meal for you, right? What do you do? Do you hit three appies to fill you up? Is two appies enough, but well, then that, you need that, dessert? That's a case-by-case basis where you right. have to know the restaurant you're going to and the, and the portion size. Like You know kind of what you're getting in an entree around whenever you go. Appetizers vary restaurant to restaurant. But just as a whole, as a food group, appetizers are just way better. Like we could have a conversation. We can rank the top three appetizers and the honorable mentions will go on for miles. We can rank the top three entrees and we'll be done in five minutes. Yeah. Chili's knows that like they recognize greatness with their offering, which is like, you just pulled Chili's out out of all restaurants. Chili's. No, I mean, you don't like Chili's. I like Southwestern egg rolls. Probably the best food on this planet. I mean, I'll take Applebee's over Chili's. No, you're crazy. You don't actually mean that. You don't mean that. You don't mean that. You're getting caught up in the hype of the name. I mean, it's it's half off apps after 9 o'clock every night. Yeah, but you have the triple dipper at Chili's, which is Southwestern Egg Rolls, Bacon Cheeseburger Sliders, and and Buffalo Bites. Think about that combination. Chili's is like the – Chili's is the other Giannis Brothers. You're absolutely, this is, I don't know if I can continue this podcast, but I guess we're legally obligated. No, we're not. We're free agents. We do whatever we want, but we're going to talk some sports. So the NBA, finally today, we're talking on the night of June 24th. Everyone is supposed to announce if they're going to be opting in to play in Orlando. Found out it's a soft opt-in opt-out. <laughs> it's a soft opt-in. That's what was exactly what Woj said. I was like, what, what does that mean? Still like Woj. I can hand in my homework next week. It's Woj. Yeah. 
Uh, it's like the early deadline. Well, we've heard some names, and the big name, the big pullout was Davis Burton's, uh, shooting 42% from three on the season. And that was a joke because the real big one was Avery Bradley. And well, not big. well, well, let's give a little respect to Bertans. Like, no, no, he, he, you're talking, you're really talking good. because he's on the Lakers versus right. like Davis Bertans is a better player than Avery Bradley is. Exactly. That was, that was kind of the joke. I thought I was going to get a laugh out of you, but I know we got funny. people, the fam who, who are listening to this cackling to themselves, but Avery Bradley's out. Uh, and then along with that, we've now heard, multiple people test everyone, positive everyone Jokic, healed brogdon uh am i forgetting anyone i mean there's, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams like oh, jabari, they announced pa- jabari parker who's still in the nba how is he on the kings i thought he was on the hawks i don't know but um like there's the two Suns players because like you don't actually like i think these guys have to give permission for their names announced or it's like a uh health public policy violation right. i don't i don't really know but like you have two Suns players like you'll start having different players but I saw a tweet from Kendrick Perkins and Clutch Perkins Clutch Perkins he had a good point why what's going on right now isn't unexpected that all these people are popping up with coronavirus like oh they're finally coming back together and doing which tweet are you referencing I don't know one of the one that I read okay because because they're so you know the whole thing about Clutch Perkins have you seen it all no so Kendrick Perkins three years ago tweets, MJ's the goat. He's the best of all time. Oh well, yeah, Kendrick He's, Perkins is just wait, so, making a name for himself. Right. So now they, there's a joke going on Twitter that it's Clutch Perkins because he has completely flip flopped. He's constantly all over LeBron. And even last night he tweets out. He says, "I totally respect Avery Bradley's decision to sit out. Like everyone should get ready to lace him up. Who's going to be there?" Deletes the tweet. Sends a different tweet later that night. I completely oh, KP, disagree. No, you didn't, baby. No, you didn't. <laughs> Bron, Bron and Mav Carter hit him with that clutch text saying, Kendrick, what are you talking about? That's a- but anyway, Kendrick Perkins said, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's getting corona. Oh, my God, he's getting corona. But realistically, the NBA is coming back. They knew this was going to happen. This was the they're, plan. So no one having- needs to panic. But I'm surprised to hear you, like, talking sensibly. No, I mean, I- Kendrick Perkins said this is expected by the NBA. That doesn't yeah. mean that. I mean, they're taking all these guys that are traveling from the country and they're putting them into the hot spot of the virus right now. Like, how is that going to be? Like, you're seeing all these names pop up and this disease is ravishing people. Like, come on, guys. They're going to have three months and nobody's going to get it. No big names. Like, this is absurd. Well, the plan was to give people this deadline so that they would have two weeks before training camp opens up and everyone would be able to heal. An outside part of it is, like, I don't think people realize that I know they're probably not going to die because they are in shape and under the age of Letting you know 50. my infect everyone theory. You, I know you killed it real quick last time. It's looking kind of good right now. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. But, it, you know, it damages the lungs and could really damage stuff going forward. But Avery Bradley's again. decision. There you go again, dark and sad all over again. <laughs> Avery Bradley's decision had to do with his kid. He didn't mm-hmm. want to go because he couldn't see his family. His son, I believe, has a heart condition, something along respiratory those Respiratory issue. Or yeah, something. respiratory. So – I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, there were a bunch of Lakers fans who were pissed and there was Evan Fournier, I believe, who tweeted not about Avery Bradley, but about someone else. About Bertans. About because Bertans. he's totally healthy and only holding out, which right. this is an interesting topic because Bertans isn't on a contending team. He's on the ninth seed. He had a great year, one of the best shooters in the NBA, and he's up for a contract this year. Like, you kind of well, understand that, but like. Well, what side are you on? 
Who do you more relate to? I don't want to relate to either of them. It's, Evan Fournier it's, and Davis Bertans, like, come on. <laughs> no, but it's the team aspect. Like, your boys are healthy. They're going to play, put their jobs at risk and their lives at risk, and you're kind of sitting back just for the money. The counter, I think, is not only I need to get my contract and I can't get sick, it's that I need to take care of my family. And this one contract you know, for I Bertans really, takes care I of them really, I take Davis Bertans' side. I like – like, I know people are saying asterisks. Like, I, I don't think this NBA championship will mean as much to the, to the people playing there. Like, they're going into this thinking, we've had a whole NBA offseason in between this league. It's essentially, my friend called it the Disney Invitational. It's an AAU tournament. It's a basketball tournament out of nowhere. And the only reason it's happening, it's not to crown an official champion of last season. It's to mitigate the loss that would happen if there wasn't a season with the whole CBA, with all the money lost. They're just trying to salvage anything they can in hindsight no this doesn't i I think i disagree with you there look the premier league restarted and liverpool needs to win one more game and they're gonna win it and it's really not gonna feel like how about those how about how about our spurs huh two nil the spurs had a nice 600 are you dying Harry kane is back i was live bet tweeting all over the place (laughs) but when liverpool wins by the weekend or whenever they finally win Yes, they won the title, and it's an extension of the season, but they were going to win the title regardless. But it still won't feel like it. But with this restart with the NBA, it does feel like they're all going to be on a level playing field, and there's going to be enough Right, but time. That's, not, that's not the NBA playoffs. I just feel like it's going to – I'm telling you, the, first, the eight regular season games will feel weird. They'll feel like tune-ups. The first round might be ugly, not great basketball. But I think by the second round and by the conference finals – and especially by the NBA Finals, this is going to – No, I think, it'll, I think it'll heat up if it happens. It won't. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying for a guy like Davis Bertans, who his team isn't contending, I'm not I'm – not, the reason I'm not – I'm not teaming up with Davis Bertans. I'm saying Evan Fournier could kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't value Evan Fournier as a like, – Like, yeah, I, you have a point, but who cares? Like, this is such an anomaly. Right. Like, this is a crazy, unforeseen situation. This like, isn't this isn't the bowl game, right? Like, remember when that was a huge dilemma? If stars should play in the bowl game or not? No, a bowl game is the stupidest thing <laughs> of all time. Well, then you can Those easily, are just cash cows. But you can make that complete comparison here. A nine seed, the Wizards. No, because uh, the, the guy, the Chick-fil-A bowl doesn't have a chance at a national championship. Neither do the, the Wizards, though. Hypothetical. I mean, I think yeah. the Chick Fil A Bowl has a better chance at the championship than the Wizards do. <laughs> and they're, they're given an opportunity. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you roll out a lineup of John Wall, Brad Beal, Davis Bertans, Rui, and I can't. Thomas really Bryant. Him. Thomas Bryant. Thomas, He's good. Oh my god, he, the guy eats glass. <laughs> he eats glass. glass. <laughs> All right. So the the Lakers have essentially signed J.R. Smith, according to everyone I follow on every social media platform which i think is the funniest thing like of course Woj or Woj, as you like to say put it's, it's Woj. i say Woj. Woj narowski yeah i'm right that Woj narowski is not his name yes it is it's like Woja ranowski regardless i'm going on youtube and he you tweets out that he's high on the list of potential signings and apparently he's on the team already jr smith swapping him for avery bradley what do you think how important is Avery Bradley's decision to sit out? Massive. Massive for the Lakers. I mean, LeBron has to pull this team out of the dust now again. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's got to do it. He's got to do what he has to do. No, but seriously, it's not massive, but I think it's actually a big loss. Like, Avery Bradley is one of their best perimeter defenders. 
And I look at this totally from a standpoint of playing against a matchup with the Clippers, who are running all these perimeter guys all in a, in a small ball lineup, having to switch everything. Avery Bradley can fill in, guard a player that Danny Green can't or whatever. Uh, Rondo, he can't play any defense. And, I mean, this guy was a solid role player for them, and that's what the Lakers have finally been searching for. And it felt like towards the end of – or towards the end of the season when COVID happened, they were finally getting an identity and everyone was finding a role. I mean, you play 24 minutes as a bench player, he's averaging nine points per game. He's shooting three-and-a-half threes a game, and he's averaging 36.4. I mean, that's huge for LeBron. He gets to the rim. Anthony Davis gets to the rim, and they can dish it out to these guys that can hit threes. Rajon Rondo isn't in water if he fell out of a boat. Like – like, it's, Avery Bradley. It's, a, it's Avery Bradley. It's not an all-star they're losing, but it's a key role player that finally found a role within that team, and I think that speaks volumes, especially when you look at the matchups they're going to have to play. I agree. And, and I mean, he, Le- the LeBron aspect, like what more does this guy have to do? <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to go to Bleacher Report and scroll down like 20 posts, find the post that says Avery Bradley has opted out of returning for the remainder of the season. I have the top comment. I'm very proud of it. And it's just as simple as LeBron fans now have their excuse, which even Abe couldn't deny that it was like, I, you know, what's even better. I'm joking. Okay. No, I know you are, but unless, within, unless he loses. Exactly. Within every joke, there's a truth to it. For and sure. I think Abe, I'm not kidding. And I'm just thinking about this on the spot. I don't know if there's a more perfect person to have pulled out. For the LeBron fans' excuse. I genuinely... Danny Green, probably, just because someone could say, that's a championship mind, like he's been there before, that's more experience. Rondo, even though Rondo has been absolute dog shit for them. No, I don't think Rondo would have given it, but... What do you mean, playoff Rondo? Have I not told you about him? But the one reason why I think Avery Bradley might be even more perfect than Danny Green, I think if the Lakers actually did lose Danny Green, they would be in trouble. Like, Danny Green hasn't been spectacular for them this season, but we know if they're going to make that run, he's going to have to hit big shots and space the floor and play some defense and bring that veteran leadership. I know you remember Avery Bradley in that Sunday afternoon game against the Clippers right before it all went down. He was hooped. He hooped. He was hooped. He hooped. And, and that's why everyone knows inside, like, it's really not a massive loss, but it's the perfect player to pin it on if they don't I actually think it's a bigger loss than you're give than you're than you're making it seem the I, way the thing that how he can do on both sides of the floor that's hard to find you can get over it there's With no J.R. Smith no that's not that's not the perfect replacement but you can get over losing Avery Bradley I don't know if the Lakers get past losing a Danny Green or Alex someone. Caruso has entered the chat <laughs> apparently he's terrible I'm not sure uh anything else thoughts on the NBA I mean it's a bad week to start with your name, start with joke. <laughs> the joke or just being a Serbian athlete. Yeah, well, that, they kind of brought that upon themselves. Can you do it? Let's just talk about a little tennis. Do you understand what Novak Djokovic did? That's correct. He it was organized. literally to prove a point that Serbia and Croatia and these other countries, which they are, handling the coronavirus better than the U.S. He held a spite tournament, <laughs> not for anything. Just these guys could go play tennis for fun. Fans, ball boys, the whole nine parties after. Now everyone and their mothers there got the coronavirus. Full blown respect. And he was for dapping spite, up Jokic for last a spite week. tennis tournament, though. Dude, just I mean, yeah, I love the idea and the thought yeah. behind it. Just didn't go your way. Just no, but it went exactly as we kind of expected. But I'm curious if 
like we see big names drop out. I mean, we haven't seen it. It's a lot of all talk from a lot of people saying they don't want to play for social justice right. issues. That's kind of calmed down recently. I haven't heard much. Kyrie, yeah. willing to risk it all. I, don't, I haven't seen your retirement papers. <laughs> God, Kyrie. All right, to the MLB we go. This sport is officially back for I don't there seems to be like there's going to be a lot more motion and activity in an MLB situation than there would in the NBA. Like we're so worried about the NBA, but it's half it's 20 of the teams, it's not even all 30. It's less players on a roster. You need less people to produce a game. How are they going to make the MLB work? And what are the these rules that you want to pick up? I already told with? you, the MLB is not happening. <laughs> But it's back, so. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it'll be back when a first pitch is thrown. I have gotten so many DMs these days. Kids saying, you're probably being spammed right now. Yeah, I am. I am being spammed. Oh, baseball's back. This take didn't age well. You know what? Pump the brakes. Yeah, they made a deal. Congratulations. It was a mandate. So what? And now they don't understand. There's still a pandemic going on. Half of the team's spring training facilities is in Florida. The epicenter. The other half is in Arizona. Where are they planning to play these games? Oh, all over the country at their home stadiums. No, the they're it, not. Listen, are they? Listen, listen. The way it's working to keep travel limited, the NLE, so you play 60 games total. You play 40 games within your division, and then you play 20 games against your um, interleague counterpart. So we're going to get a few Phillies Orioles series. The AL East will play Wait, the NL East. Oh, Really? Yeah, the AL East will play the NL East for 20 games. The AL Central will play the NL Central. But the AL Marlins West, aren't West. even close to the rest of those teams. You know what I mean? Like, when they yeah, structure the, the division, Braves. They got the Braves. But I'm saying they still have to fly the all the way up to Baltimore and New Oh, York. yeah, no, it's absolutely stupid. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And But we got some Phillies Orioles. We can throw a few bets on that if you want. There was a guy, so I was hyping up the Orioles coming back because, I don't know, I want to act like I like baseball a little. And I was reading through the replies, and some guy literally wrote, I will be standing outside the left field gates, even if we're not allowed in the stadium. You have to be Yards. out of your damn mind if you would show up and watch an Orioles game from outside the stadium. You just got you just get Camden Yards is a historic stadium. I caught my only I caught my only ever foul ball there. Sat behind the plate. Shout out Jay Gibbons. You remember him? Jay Gibbons, I swear on my life, I didn't catch the ball, but that was the one foul ball that I ever received. It got hit into the seats next to us and the guy uh handed it to me. Okay, I got a little confession. (laughs) Um so that foul ball I caught. So I was sitting like we had good seats, like right behind home plate. It was an Orioles game, so no one was there. Yeah. The ball, there was a pop fly. It went over our heads. It, it bounced like 18 rows up, mm-hmm. but no one was there. It hit the chair yeah. and then bounced all the way to no, like that's, my seat. That's a big Oriole thing, the ricochet. We love a so, good ricochet. I didn't catch it, but it bounced off a chair and then landed next to me. Yeah, that's that legit. Count? I didn't even like catch mine or like get mine. It was literally yeah, no, I just picked it up off the ground. Yeah, no, that, that definitely counts. If anyone yeah, so, at home thinks that doesn't count, let me know. I'm curious from the fam, what's like the craziest ball story they had? Like it could be maybe it someone got probably them. got like hit in the head. Yeah, well, my cousin did by an A Rod foul ball, got sign balls and Jeez. stuff. I would take an A Rod foul. How's, ball how, how's your cousin now? He's good. Yeah. All right, so it's worth a it. A little doozy, but you know it is. Um, but the rules. Yeah, the, the rules. rules. So, I mean, the schedule is weird. I mean, you look at it like the NL West, like the AL West is chilling. The NL West stinks. It's just the Dodgers. Um, the AL East and the NL East, I mean, god damn, we got to play everyone? 
Playing, I, mean, I mean, the Orioles literally might win six games. I mean, that's the thing. With this schedule, all these top teams that are in the league, they are not going to make the playoffs. I guarantee it. It's literally just who gets hot. The Nationals record last year, I forget what it was. It was like 18 and 40-something. They went on oh, the win the World that Series. Bad. They weren't that bad. They but... were really bad to start the year. And it's just about who's hot. And it's yeah. going to be an anomaly of a season. You got the universal DH. You got the man, which I don't hate the universal DH. I kind of wish that would go into effect. Um, you got the well, man explain, on second so base the to rules. start. Explain the rules. Explain the rules. I am. But universal you... DH, 60-game season, 40 versus your division, 20 versus your interleague counterpart. A man on second base to start extra innings. Ridiculous. Yeah, let's talk about Ridiculous. this. We have, we have some disagreement over this. So I would love to hear. I'm more of a casual baseball fan. I think this makes sense. Obviously, the ideology behind it is you put a man on second base with none out. This is going to produce runs faster. Games aren't going to go into extras for longer. It's going to keep the game shorter, which is what they need because they don't want to run these players out. You hate the rule. Tell me why you hate the rule. And I, I hate even the, would go as I hate far the as rule. I hate the rule because I'm not a casual fan, because I'm actually a baseball fan. There's two totally different sides. But and the MLB is doing right. It? What bothers me about it is just not baseball. Right. That's, see, that's such an old way of thinking. 100%. And what but, the MLB is doing is, is the right thing. They're trying to appeal to the casual fan because they know this season is such an anomaly that they have to try and do anything they can. It's a short season, so every game matters that much more. The casual fan complains that there's too much games. People like me don't really care. I like the 162. I like the ebbs and flows. Could it be 120? Could it be 100? Yeah. 60 games is just not baseball, but it makes every game matter, and that'll maybe cause more viewers. You get Look at the NFL. It became a very pass-heavy league from rundown because more points is more exciting and the, the analytics behind it. So the MLB is trying to spice it up, make the game shorter, make more runs happen, and it's just more exciting. But the thing is, they can try all this casual appeal to the casual fan with these rules and everything, the DH, the man on second. Meanwhile, the, the man on second is only for the regular season. Playoffs, it goes back to normal. But As expected. The MLB doesn't understand. They're not going to get the casual fan because the casual fan's going to be watching NBA playoffs in the NFL. Yeah, it's the not timing, they mess up the timing. We've already discussed that. I've Should two have started things. a month ago. I have two things. Number one, I think the man on second, if old baseball heads are so upset by it, I don't know. The reasoning is baseball is all about strategy and all that type of stuff. This just is an added layer of strategy. And then number two, this isn't baseball, and you like the ebbs and flows and stuff. But the only reason there's ebbs and flows in 162 is because there's literally – in important games, unimportant games throughout the course of the season. People take days off. They take weeks off mentally. This is 60 games. You're locked in for two and a half months. Why can't this just be 60 good games? Why does anyone have to get hot? Shouldn't the best teams be locked in from start to finish? They won't be. They won't I don't guarantee see why not. Because that's just, it's just not how baseball is. Like but guys that, but going, this isn't baseball is my point. Normally, you don't lock in for the first 60 because you realize, yeah, we have 100 more after this. Why won't the best players lock it? Yes, they will go through a 10-game stretch where they're not hitting well. But over the course of 60 games, I actually think that is a big enough sample size to where the best of the best will wean itself out. It, will there be a team that maybe escapes and gets into the wild card because they got hot early? Yes. But there's also an extended playoff. Let me ask you a question. If the NFL played five games and went to the playoffs 
Do you think that that's still football? Everyone shows up and it's a re- fair representation of what the season is? If they play, that's what the equivalent is. The five only, the, but the only difference that I would say is you're playing these teams one time and you could get screwed, right? One team might have to play. They might get the Brown, like our division this year. It, like, if it was just by division, we might You're get so Browns. Browns and Steelers this year. I am this year, but I'm talking about last year. Like last year, or the Eagles, for example, all you would have had to play was Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, where the NFC West would have had four tough games. I think by playing 40 games, what's that? Eight per team in your division, something like that will be you the math. Me. Ten. Uh, 40 games in your division. No, 10 games. Yeah, 10 games. So there's enough of a sample size where you can, you know who you're playing over the course of time. But if I understand what you're saying about why don't the top players just come all out for 60 games, but I'm telling you, it's not come all out. It's not come all out. It's the reason why there's not a pitching change in the seventh inning of game 32 is because we have 130 more to go. But game 32 this year, maybe the, you do bring in a relief pitcher just for that one out. You don't do that, right, in game 32. Well, I, I don't know what the rule is now because before the MLB season started, right. you had to have the two-batter rule, which is ridiculous right. in my opinion. That's Why is that strategy. ridiculous? Because what you said, it's the strategy thing, and it ruins the value of a guy like me, a left-handed reliever. <laughs> totally. But, I mean, they say the MLB season's happening – going to be very strange i think you're going to see a lot of teams that were supposed to be good not make the playoffs a lot of teams that weren't supposed to be good make the playoffs i don't know it's very interesting at the end of it all though do you have any doubt the dodgers and the yankees will be in the playoffs with a good chance to win it all yeah i do have doubt i think it's a total you think they won't make the playoffs no i don't think they won't i wouldn't be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs really yeah Interesting. Okay. The way that the way this whole thing is going, I could, dude, a t- a, any team in the division, they're not expanding the playoffs too, which they thought they were going to do. Oh, they the didn't Jays, expand it. They're not going to expand the playoffs. Uh, so the Blue Jays could get hot, and then they're in the playoffs. Like they're a young enough coming team with good prospects. You like, it's literally anybody's game in my opinion. And I mean, the Yankees, they lost Severino again. <laughs> is Severino really still considered on their roster? <laughs> he is mean, every time he pitches, he's fired. <laughs> and then he just gets shut down once a year he's literally like a ufc fighter for them dude he's gets all hyped up for the appearance he's out for the season all right the what the hell internet graphic of the week comes from our boy jay williams snapback boy. fam our boy snapback fam member he posted a fun little graphic and this will be posted on snapback pod on instagram tomorrow thanks to abraham obviously the graphic is such, pick one player to build your team around and then pick one coach to hire for your team. And th- we're doing this for the Knicks, correct? Read the caption so everyone for- knows what the role they have to assume. You are James Dolan of the Knicks. You get one player and one coach for the future of your franchise. Pick wisely. All right, the players to build your team around. So are we taking the current Knicks roster into account here? That's important. I think we no. should for the sake of the argument. It doesn't change my answer. Okay, fair enough. Pick one player to build your team around. Zion, Ja, Luca, Carl Anthony Towns, or Trey Young. And then pick one coach. Jay Kidd, Mike Brown, Becky Hammond, John Calipari, and Mark Jackson. Abe? Why is Cat on this list? Uh, he wants to be a Nick. I mean, yeah, he is the I – mean, what do you think about Worldwide West, actually, huh? Ooh. Everywhere it's, he goes, he leaves a worldwide mess. 
I, tw- I tweeted today, I was like, the Knicks made a move and it wasn't highly criticized by everyone. It wasn't, online. it was expected. It was expected. Leon and Worldwide West have been working together for years. But it, even if we do anything expected, it's still criticized. Is Leon Rose doing anything? He hasn't done anything yet, but he hasn't messed up, which is a huge thing when you're a Knicks. What is he, president or something? Yeah, uh, all right, who are you picking? Who are you picking? It's a no-brainer for me. It's Luca and Mark Jackson. Why Mark Jackson? Because you know how big I am on Mark Jackson. He, he, he built the, the, the pool that Steve Kerr could swim in with the Warriors. <sighs> also, the New York ties. He, he knows how to hate what the media is like there. He knows how scrutinized the position can be. He has the experience in New York, and he has the coaching experience. John Calipari, whoever's going to say that, shut up. Just shut was up. was pretty close to saying it. I, I figured you were going to. Like, like, it's when people like suggest Jay Wright should be the Sixers coach. Shut up. These Ooh, college guys. That would be co- fire. No, it wouldn't. In hindsight, it'd be – Jay? Yeah, it'd be cool because the guy's a good-looking dude. <laughs> and Brett Brown looks like shit. But – like, we've seen – look at Jim Boylan. Oh, no, not Jim Boylan. What was his name? Fred Hoiberg. And uh, – And Bayheim. And Bayheim. Not Bayheim. Not Bayheim. Not Bayheim. My bad. My bad. They look the same. Beeline. 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 They, they, they do look, look the, the same. same. And their names sound <laughs> yeah. the same. And it's Jim um, and John? John, John Beeline, Beeline, Jim. Yeah, Jeez, that, that's crazy. That's tough. That's tough. Um, yeah, these college guys, it's ha- very hard to be successful at the NBA level. Billy Donovan's NFL- been good. He's been all right. <laughs> He's been fine. But, I mean, Luca, the guy's an MVP candidate already. I mean, what is he, 17 years old still? And Mark Jackson, the New York Ties, he built the Warriors. No-brainer for me. So, Mark Jackson, there's big debates over who gets the credit. Like, was it just a matter of time and it fell into his lap? Or did he truly develop these guys, unlock them, and then Steve Kerr took All I know is top. Mark Jackson said that this is the greatest shooting backcourt of all time before anyone else did and people thought he was batshit crazy he is crazy and it is and he's it is. a lot he's a lot you've heard about his locker room stuff like kind of putting christ on everyone and the bible reads i haven't heard that yeah so that's but it. he's also my boy like i met him he, i dm with him yeah, so. he, he's the man he's the man he'll be on the pod one day uh i agree with your pick luca is the <sighs> surefire so specifically for the knicks that knocks towns out because we have mitch rob Zion's interesting. Ja, if you like that style of play over Luca, but Luca's the best player on the board without a doubt. Pick one coach. Let me go through the five just so I can give Knicks fans my thought process. Jason Kidd, horrible coach. We're not getting him because Giannis was played with him. And he's, I mean, he, he, Giannis loved him and he helped develop him. Right. And that's good. We're going to hire a guy to hopefully get Giannis. No, Giannis to come in regardless. We don't need Kidd. Mike Brown, which I'll come back to. Becky Hammond, I love. I don't know if she's ready to become a head coach yet. I think she'll fill in for Pop maybe one day. That would be ideal. But I don't think she's ready for New York. That would be a very tough gig to have on the first one. female coach in NBA history in New York. In New on a shitty New York team. That's just setting kinda, up for I'm failure. Kinda, I'm, uh, I'm down. I'm I was going to say I'm kind of all in. <laughs> no, I'm all in on the Knicks hiring her. Calipari, I actually like that idea, but I do agree. It's tough. Mark Jackson, I'm out on, even though he has the New York ties, which leaves me with Mike Brown. I think Mike Brown gets a really bad rep. There's only been really one coach ever who's successfully dealt with LeBron James. That was Eric Spolstra. Ty Lue got lucky for a year, and then he literally got fired. Wait, wait, wait. Why Ty Lue didn't deal with him? I'm saying – 
it, it just kind of all came together. Tyloo happened to be the figurehead. Well, Spo, coach. Spo was the only one that ever coached LeBron. Exactly. LeBron's so, coached every other team. Exactly. And Mike Woodson was one of those. And he's done a damn good job. But Mike Woodson actually, I feel like, was solid for them. My, Mike Brown, sorry. Mike Bra- Brown got pushed out because they couldn't get LeBron over the top. But what has he done since that? He's been on the Warriors head coaching staff. I'm pretty sure he's on – isn't he on the Lakers or the Clippers this year? Like, he's – He's on one of them. Yeah, he stays, like, in those high-profile – and NBA coaches love him. So, I wouldn't like that. I mean, I wouldn't mind that higher for the next. I I am curious, like, how much assistant coaches actually matter in the NBA. I feel like they have to matter a lot, personally. I think player they do. I think for – I th- yeah, player development. And when it comes to, like, game planning for the playoffs, they yeah. can help. But um, I don't know. Like, I just – like, you know coordinators mean a lot and assistant coaches in the NFL mean a lot. It's just you never really hear much about assistant coaches in the NBA because there's only one guy standing up on the sidelines. Right. That's a fair Mike point. Mike Brown has obviously been in these highly prolific roles and under these great guys, but, I mean, who knows what he's actually doing in those huddles. Yeah, maybe he's a great number two. And there's some people that are like that as well in the business world, in real life, et cetera. There's great number twos who just aren't cut out to be – because a lot of the time, like you're saying, the number one is actually just a figurehead and maybe the assistant coaches are the game planners and the offensive and defensive coordinators for the basketball team. I think what the Knicks probably will end up doing, though, hopefully, is sign Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson has rebuilt cultures all over the NBA. He has Knicks ties. We have so many young players. Like, if he turns Spencer Dimwitty and Karis Avert and D'Lo into those guys and he gets his hands on some true talent, that's oh an exciting combination. I mean, R.J. Barrett is an undeniable talent. I just can't believe you said those three names and then followed up with if he gets true talent. Like, they're good players. They're good. Dude, they're not, though. They weren't. Think about how bad D'Lo was. Think about how bad. Spencer Dimwitty has been in the league for eight years. No one had ever heard yeah, of him. Yeah, but they're good players they're, now. Yeah, he helped. Yeah, that's I'm my not saying point. yeah, but, but you're saying. literally my point. Oh, you're saying the Knicks players are already good. I'm saying he gets his hand. No, I'm saying he gets his hands on true raw talent. He took some bottom shelf guys and turn them up a level. D'Angelo take Russell was a top three pick three. in the NBA yes, draft. Was, but it had been a while. But it had been a while. Karis LeVert was supposed to be a top 10 pick until he got hurt, and now he's just been a stud when he recovered. Don't <laughs> deny Karis LeVert's talent. Abe <laughs> <laughs> predicted Karis LeVert most improved player. We actually he didn't got, get hurt. He was on pace. We should, uh, next episode, uh, Eagle Sim, write this down. We should talk about our preseason predictions. Bring those back. We'll obviously avoid the champion because injuries and stuff. But the rest, of the, <laughs> rest of the positions are definitely in play. Uh, all right, on to ranked. On to ranked. On this week's ranked, we are ranking the top three schoolyard activities. This is on the basis of I tweeted out. I don't know. Oh, I saw a, a sick clip. I posted on my story of a kid playing kickball, and he kicks the ball literally over the school. Like, that's every kid's dream is to kick a kickball as far as you can. So I tweeted, do today's generation actually play kickball? Like, I'm trying to picture what today's kids do at school during recess. Do they even have recess or everyone just exactly charges their phone? Do. I'll tell you exactly what they do. They make TikToks. Yeah, they make TikToks. 100%. Yeah, so everything feels connected to their phone. So we bring this up because, one, if you're listening and you're in middle school or high Listen school, to our podcast during your damn recess. <laughs> but do you play kickball? And now Abe and I are going to rank our top three. So I believe I start. Yes, that's how this works. Wait, did you did you Wait. get recessed during private school? Do they allow um, that? 
Or yeah. just study time? No, there, there was recess. There okay. was recess. Just making All sure. Right. My number three is kickball. <laughs> kickball is a great – it's a great activity. I think it's one of the rare where I could play it with – it could be class versus class. So it could be guys and girls on the same team. And, uh, you know, like I don't know in today's age where this could end up, but – Everyone felt like a part of the team, and no one was lessening the team. I'll leave it at that. So, yeah, kickball crushes, obviously. Yeah. It's going to be higher on my list. Uh-huh. I just teased that. Uh-huh. But I actually – yeah, kickball was the shit. And I was like – I was a heavy kid. I was fat when I was little. I could bomb that thing. Yes. Just towed the shit out of it. No better feeling. Um, and if you catch a fly ball, awesome feeling. I played in a kick charity kickball tournament last year. And like it was just like riding a bike. I was dirty. Also, we shouldn't Absolutely just leave dirty. it. We shouldn't just leave it out there. But pegging someone with the ball is the best way to get anyone out in really any sport. Hundred percent. Wow, but that I, I did reminds a, me of a sport of an activity we might have left off. I didn't leave it off. If I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, I was in a charity tournament and I was playing, and I we we got to like the semifinals or whatever, and then we lost. It was a good time, but. I was so sore the next day in so many random parts of my body because I haven't used that muscle group since I was like, I don't know, nine. What muscle group is that? Dude, I don't know. I was rocking. <laughs> it's full ball. body. It's full body. Yeah. Anyway, kickball is a great game. Number three for me, we called it suey, but I think, the, I think the conventional name for it is just wall ball. Oh, yeah. Like throwing a, a, uh, a ball against the wall and you have to catch it like cleanly. And if you don't, you have to go tag the wall before someone else can get in and throw it. Yep. Um, yeah, we called it suey. We played with like a those pink, really bouncy yep. balls. Yeah. And it would always like go in the gutter, and then you'd be the most hated kid that day. Yeah. Um, you came in, came to school with a bad mood. You just started and throw it up there just to piss people off. Suey wall ball, whatever you want to call it, fantastic game. My number two, kickball. Obviously, I don't need to explain anymore. We just went into it. Kickball is just awesome. American pastime. Easy pick. All right, my number two. I don't know if this is an everyone game, but and we also couldn't figure out the name pre-pod, but I'm calling it In the Pickle. It's a I bird. think it's called Run the Bases. I don't think it's called Run the Bases because it's not. you're not running really any bases. You're running between two bases. If anyone knows the game we're referring to, someone stands on first base or you put down like a cone. Someone stands on second base or you put down a shirt, whatever. And there's two baseball guys and they throw a tennis ball and there's like 50 people they run back and forth and then whoever lasts they have to win and they see how many times they can make it from the base back and forth and that's how you win the game i don't know what it was called but that was a super fun game i like to play and then my number one schoolyard game floor hockey i don't know if this technically that wasn't that wasn't a uh, recess game for me it's well, That's a gym guess, class game. Right. It's a gym class game. Oh, if we're talking gym class games, I, I got to change my list. I might have stretched it. So we weren't very particular on the time. We'll but allow it, but, like, if we're talking gym class games, then I have, we're, we're talking yeah. pickleball. We're talking volleyball. Like, the go gym volleyball, Mike, don't get me started. So, floor hockey for me was incredible. I don't know. At our school, it was, like, elite. And I'm sure Eagleson, our Canadian producer, is blushing right now thinking about me playing hockey might even get a little sensual on the pod, but floor hockey, incredible. Yeah, you like that Eagles in a little <laughs> Incredible activity, and I was quite good. So I, I, I'm shocked you didn't pick this. My number one, just an all-time classic, dodgeball. 
the best. Just That's rocking the one I people. Said I, I forgot. Rocking people, taking out aggression on people. You see weakly, weak links. You know who can't catch it on the other team. You know who the athletes are, and you just bully them. Take it out on them. All your anger. You had a rough. Your mom made a bad breakfast for you. Sorry, mom. Your breakfast stink. You come to school. You hate just, a lot on your mom's cooking on this nah, podcast. I, 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 my mom's actually a great cook, but um, I'm just throwing her under the bus. But dodgeball is just a classic. You catch someone, they come back in. Just you hit someone in the face, everyone goes, oh, yells the whistle, stop. But everyone thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, fam. Make sure to DM us what we forgot off the list. A quick bonus. We're each going to throw out one extremely overrated schoolyard activity. Mine is Mine is going to be jackpot. I, I'm just going to second that. Jackpot stinks. It's literally the dumbest word. Like, I can't get behind a game where whoever's throwing it just makes up the rules. And then within those set of rules, like, I could be up a million there, to zero. There's no rules. I could be up a million to zero, and then it's just like, jackpot, okay, I win. Like, come on. What, why am I going for these 50s, risking and then ACLs, like, And then, like, you know where your boy is, and you can throw it towards right. him. Like, the game stunk. There was never any organization to it. There was never any – ever a real winner. You never really even finished the game. So, oh, if Jeff. floor hockey is more of a gym sport, question for you. We would play football during recess, and it would be, like, on the tennis we courts. We did, too. And it would too. be three tennis courts, and each each court would be a first down, then the end zone. And I'm well, sure some people – Yours was way more organized than that. <laughs> we, we went on a grass field and said, pass that tree a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Put a shirt Same down halfway up the so first do you down. So do you consider schoolyard sport to be It's football? not what I would picture in my head, but we did do it. And it was only when we went to, like, the big boy field when we were allowed in fifth grade. Ooh. Um, yeah, the, the first through fourth graders were in the back, and that's where, like, the kickball and everything went down. Wait, what is, what is fifth grade? That's elementary school for you? Yeah, K through five is elementary, six through eight is middle, nine through. Yeah, where where fifth through eight was middle school. I wonder how that affected your mature your maturation versus mine. <laughs> that would be a fun study. That would be a fun study. All right, that unfortunately leaves us with just one segment left on this podcast. And yes, Eagleson did get very excited by the. Uh, hockey pick but it is now time for what the puck so before we go i yeah. always do this you left the timer running dude last week's what this. the puck no so how- no not last week's what the puck like uh, whenever i'm working out or whatever if i'm doing something in a plank i'll look a day back later or whatever and it'll say like 160 or like four days later 162 i always do this and i bet it destroys my battery i don't know if we've brought this up on the pod before i feel like we have but real quick pull up your alarms on your phone both of you have just one for every minute of the day. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's two types of people. There's alarms for every minute of the day. And I a just lot of them are it, on the five. Turn... A lot of them are on the five minute mark. Okay. So I have, yeah, I have a bunch of five, sixes, sevens. I have every hour and I, I set them. Eagleston, do you edit your alarms? So you only have a few or do you have hundreds like Abe and I? Hundreds. Okay. All right. Good. good. <laughs> I have a confession while we're on the topic of like, being little and alarms dude i used to do the weirdest thing ever so back in like middle school high school you know like that feeling when you would wake up oh my god this is so weird my friends even make fun of me you know how like you would wake up and like you're you know your alarm's going off at 8 a.m but you wake up at like 4 15 you're like no and then you see the clock you're like oh yes. i can go back to bed i swear yes I, you told me this you've told me this i used to set an alarm for like a random minute 
every night, like 314, like 445. Just just so I could get that feeling. Sometimes I would get that feeling. Other times I wouldn't even remember the alarm going off. But this wasn't like I did it a few times. Like I did it every night. Talk about messing up your maturation. <laughs> How about never sleeping fully through a night? Have you ever hit REM before? Dude, I don't know who's who's trying to get me. I'm just trying <laughs> to stay woke. All right, here we go, Abe. Get you the sleep, timer ready. By grind. Get the timer ready for what the puck. Tell, and then uh, count. All right, oh, boys, take the ice. Hold eh? on. I like that intro, but explain the segment for people who are new. Yeah, it's pretty easy. No one really cares about hockey on this podcast except for Eagleson, and he's always asking to talk about it. So he gets one minute a week to talk about it. A boot it. A boot it. And he's a yeah, Canadian boot, kid. Look at, him, so. look at his little Toronto Maple Leafs hat, eh? All right. Yes, three, sir. two, one, go. All right. The Colorado Avalanche are going to win the Stanley Cup this season tell you why we're gonna start up front nathan mckinnon mvp candidate great player i don't think people truly understand how good this guy is this season in 69 games he had 93 points <laughs> last season 99 points in 82 games this guy gets better every single day he's amazing gabriel Landeskog. sure he's past his prime but he still scored 44 points in 54 games not to mention he brings the veteran presence to a younger team. Miko Rantanen. Sure, if you look at his numbers this year, you might think he regressed, but you know he was pretty injured all throughout the year. He also had 87 points last season. So if he gets back to that for this playoffs, they're going to be set. Their offense is easily the best in the Western Conference. And also not to mention their 50-point rookie defenseman, Kale McCarr. He's amazing. And that... <laughs> That's, what was that name that he said? I, I heard some cock. I heard some cock coming out of Eagles' mouth there. Maybe the we end. cut that part. <laughs> I don't Good know. Work, I Eagleson. Like so Eagleson, but Eagleson, you gave me no information about what's going on in hockey. You just told me. You just read me the avalanche. Well, you read me was, the avalanche roster. He's on mute, so we can't attack him, and I'll defend him. No, that's we, the only time we can attack him. We did. We did preface last week's what the puck with he's going to make his prediction because he got cut off. So he gave his prediction on the Avalanche, but all he did was name players. Dude, on the he team. did that thing that everyone does. Like you did it with the Ravens and Jamal Adams. You just named the roster. Right, <laughs> that's, right. That's, dude, no, we got him. We right, got him. Right. We got him. Bro, I like, can look up the roster. Here's, like here's why the Sixers are gonna win the title. They have Ben Simmons. He averaged twenty points per game. They had Joel Embiid. That's what it 20. sounded like to me. And then he threw a cock in there, but. Uh, that's what the puck. Thank you to Andrew Eagleson. I think my um, Flyers are going to win the cup, eh? Eh, eh. Uh, all right. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We looked into the numbers on Spotify. They were hype. We have like 82% yeah, Spotify attention shows out. Spotify across the shows board, out. Apple, which is really dope, which up. means a lot of you guys are actually making it to the end of the pod, which shows you are a true, true, true fam. We love that. And since you made it this far, we are going to – I mean, we're going to start being more transparent about what's going on and stuff, so stay tuned. But we got some big things in the works that we're really excited to uh, share with you guys in the coming weeks. So, Snapback fam, hit subscribe. Tell a friend about the pod. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's mom. Tell your mom's sister's mom, which I guess would be your, your aunt's mom. grandma. No, your mom. Your mom's Well, your mom's mom would just be your gra- – your mom's sister's mom is your grandma. Just Yeah, so tell your grandma twice – and then we're going to Because they'll have... probably forget because they're older. Okay. Don't attack, man. 
My grandma doesn't have great memories. She's old. <laughs> it's not an attack. It's just a fact. <laughs> All right, snapback fam. Uh, Abe, any last words? No, it's just like, my grandma's old. She forgets things. Sue me. <laughs> snapback fam, much love. Peace.